Smartcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers. Fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I had the opportunity of presenting special guest, Kim Murphy, founder and CEO of Successful Jocks and the Women Behind the Uniform, licensed professional counselor, educator, inspirational speaker, life coach and manager, parent liaison at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, proud mother to many, including 2021 Super Bowl champion, Sean Murphy Bunting, number 23 and cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kim describes herself as a woman of many roles, but her true passion is being a proud mother to her four amazing sons, devoting everything that she has towards helping them become champion men. Kim credits becoming successful in life to not just being on the playing field, but athletes must be nurtured, encouraged, and disciplined, which is the job that usually falls to their mother, their first coach. As a mother blessed with athletically gifted sons, spending two decades cheering in the stands on the road, running between games, dusting her sons off, and lifting their spirits, Kim has developed a passion for sports. As a self-proclaimed fanatic, Kim realized that the demands of raising athletes can be overwhelming mentally, physically, and financially. Her many years of experience prompted Kim to provide a roadmap for others and to establish successful jocks, whose mission is to inspire, motivate, and empower student athletes, equipping them with the tools, resources, and support needed to become successful in the game of life. Kim's educational background includes earning a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology and a Master's degree in Counseling. Murphy attributes her personal relationships with athletes, parents, and coaches as part of the catalyst to helping others through successful jocks. Passionate about working with athletes, Kim is a strong advocate for their mental well-being. Always believing in and standing solidly behind her second eldest son, Sean Murphy Bunting, in 2019, his dreams of playing in the NFL became a reality when he was selected in the second round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a 39th overall pick. That same year marked Kim's 19th year of being a sports mom. In 2021, Sean became a Super Bowl champion, and Kim became a proud Super Bowl champion mom. Kim enjoys being a blessing to others, 
She's long been an active member in the Metro Detroit community where she was born and raised. Currently, she resides in the Tampa area and she's well connected to the Tampa community and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization. As Sean is a member of the team and Kim serves as a parent liaison. She's also a member of the Professional Football Players Mothers Association, the NFL Alumni Association, and several other philanthropic organizations. In her spare time, Kim enjoys traveling, attending sporting events, dining experiences, water activities, and most importantly, spreading so many blessings to others. Successful jocks and the women behind the uniform resonates with me very strongly because of its ability to try to work with athletes and the women behind the uniform and empowering others and just giving people an opportunity to really understand the challenges that athletes and their families face on a daily basis. Uh, welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jason. Thank you for coming on. I, I really love your story. I think it's very empowering. I wanted to ask you, when did you first decide that you wanted to start Successful Jocks? I know originally it was called Successful Jocks, but we'll refer to it as its current name, Successful Jocks and the Women Behind the Uniform. Actually, it was it was in reverse. It was called Successful Jocks and the Women Behind the Uniform previously, oh. and now it's Successful Jocks. Okay. Um, it actually started, I founded it in 2016, and it was as a result of my roadmap of raising four athletes is, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, the experiences that I had, that I could share that information. And so I've always was passionate about, you know, being a blessing in the community and things like that. And so I said, you know what, I can start my own nonprofit and make sure that, you know, this information is being shared with people like me. And I know your son, Sean Murphy Bunting, number 23, cornerback for the Bucks has been a pivotal influence on you as well as your other three sons. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, as a mother of four sons who are, athlete, who are athletes, what do you find is the most enjoyable aspect of supporting your sons in their athletic endeavors? The most enjoyable is seeing them live their dreams, you know, live out their passion. You know, for example, with Sean making it to the, the highest level of playing in the NFL and always believing in himself. And, you know, when he was younger, I would always say to him, hey, what you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he would say an athlete, you know, and as he got older and middle school, same question, same answer. High school, same question, same answer. We get to college and I'm like, OK, you need to. <laughs> you know, have something. What are you going to school to major in? I am going to major in being an athlete. <laughs> so he knew that he wanted to be a professional athlete and he worked towards that. And so that is just seeing them, you know, seeing him in particular live his dream, you know, is one of the biggest accomplishments, knowing that that was something that he wanted to do and he stuck with it and he made it come true. I was researching you a little bit for our interview because I want to make sure I, I, have a good breadth of your information. And one of the things I looked at was on your website, you had an interview with Sean where mm -hmm. he brought up the fact that he originally did not get into a program when he was a freshman in college and that you mm -hmm. drove him up to central Michigan to meet with the coaches. I want to see if you could share that with our audience. Cause that's such a powerful example of what it's like to empower your son in yeah. their role as an athlete in their life. Yes. Yeah, so Sean actually was a three sport athlete, he played baseball, football and basketball on a high level, played, you know, AAU, travel baseball, seven on seven football. So he's always busy. And, you know, during that time when it was time to get college scholarships and get looked at by colleges, he was always, you know, in the summertime, he was playing baseball. So, you know, football, that's when the scouts are out there, you know, seven on seven and things like that. So we kind of missed all of those deadlines and all of those things because he was playing different sports. And, you know, by the time he got to his junior year, um, it was actually the summer of his junior year going into his senior year. You know, it was at that point where we we're like, hey, you don't have you know, where are you going to school? You don't have any scholarship. You don't have anything. We need to do something about this. So I get in my car. We, I drive him. I make up time. We, we, we ended up picking a sport. He ended up saying that he wanted to roll with football. So, cause at one point he didn't know which one he wanted to play. So we go to, um, we had to make up time. So now he wants to play football. So now we have to go do the seven on sevens and things like that. 
So I drove like 5,000 miles and well, I think it was like 35 days, stayed in hotels, like 20 of those days and trying to get him to camps. We went to 17 different camps and, you know, he, he did really good in the camps. He would come first, second or third place in most of them and he'll still walk away with nothing. So, you know, it was late into his um, senior year after the season was over that he got an offer from Central Michigan. And it was a great shirt offer. And, and at that time, the head coach actually came to watch him play basketball. It was a basketball game. And uh, we were supposed to go for official visit that weekend. And the coach ended up resigning. And so we didn't get that opportunity. And we get a phone call the next day saying that the coach is resigning. I'm like, what does that mean? And, you know, Sean's like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, your offer actually went with the coach because you haven't signed, a, you know, the letter yet. So he was devastated with that. And um, then we start getting a bunch of calls from D2 schools and, you know, he didn't even want to entertain that. He's like, I am a division one, you know, um, player and I'm not going to a division two school. And, you know, I've always instilled in them to always believe in yourself and never, never settle for less than what you're capable of, you know, you think you're capable of having. And so that was something that he threw back at me, like, Hey, I'm, I want to be a division one player. I know that I'm just as good as the rest of them and I'm not accepting division two. So we waited it out, you know, signing day came and went nothing and new coach come to central Michigan. And, you know, we sent, you know, a couple letters, didn't hear anything. And just one day I woke up in that morning and I, you know, I, I, Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Really, truly believe in my faith and rely on, you know, my faith to guide me. And uh, I woke up that morning and I hear God say, go up to Central Michigan. I wake him up at six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, let's go. You know, he's like, where are we going? I'm like, Central Michigan. Like, why? Let's go. I said, because I got the message. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. (laughs) So we drove to Central Michigan, not knowing what we're going to, you know, two and a half hours get there. There is, you know, cars in the parking lot. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. There's something going on. And I walk in and he's like, nervous. And he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. He goes in the bathroom. We hear some footsteps and it's the coach. And I didn't know what the coach looked like or, you know, who he was or anything. And so I said, uh, he, I heard him come around the, the corner and he looks at me and he knew obviously who I was. And he said, where's your boy? And I'm like, he's in the bathroom. So he's kind of pushed the bathroom door open and says, come on out one team. We take a walk to his office and uh, he gives him his gray shirt back. So that's how that happened. And it, it was funny because later on that day, we actually, they were having a camp that day. So it was other players up there. So they asked us to stay. We met his wife and he, and his wife said to me like, Hey, you're that kid that was been on our TV screen, you know, for the last two weeks. And, and, uh, the coach said, you wasn't supposed to tell him that. So it was just funny. The coach asked me like, what made you come up here? And I said, you know, it was the Holy spirit, honestly. And to be honest, I just, I knew that my son was not going to sign with anybody. And I knew that this is, wasn't the end of his story and that he was supposed to be here. So that's how that happened. I love the way you just attributed that to the Holy Spirit and spirituality. Um, my podcast is Spiritual in Nature. And yes. I was also wanting to ask you about the significance of Isaiah 40, 31 in your life and Sean's life. Yes. Well, I've always told my boys from when they were little boys, you know, soar high on wings like eagles. And that's always been something that they know when I say that, what that means and, you know, and that connects them with God. And so, you know, throughout their sporting events and everything, I would say it to them. And when they got to the point where they were in college and things like that, I would text it to them before every game. And in the NFL, you know, my son got to the NFL. That was one of the things that I, you know, text to him every single game, combine everything. And, and what I use now with with him is, hey, you got to soar higher than all them other eagles out there because it's a whole lot of them out there now. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's what I say to him, you know, now. But that's, you know, I believe that I, that's one of the things that my family live by, trusting God and, and soar higher on wings like eagles. Yes. What does empowerment mean to you? 
Empowerment is supporting another person, making sure that they feel fired and motivated and just empowered people empower people. So that's what empowerment means to me is just supporting and instilling and, and values and beliefs in other people. I, I think empowering is so important. Uh, empowerment is super, especially with the, the, the uncertain times we're living in right now. I think if we could yeah. do anything to empower others and help others. It just makes life that much better for everyone. And I feel like as a society, we could do so much by working together and helping. Yes. And helping people understand that it starts with them, you know, so they have to believe in themselves. Empowerment actually starts with you You to believe in yourself as well. So and to support people and help them believe in themselves. I want to ask you this. What do you think is one of the most common issues affecting athletes in the NFL today? Affecting athletes in the NFL. Lack of support system. I, I, I think that everybody, you know, believes just in athletes in general that they don't need help. They're humans just like we are. And they need support. They need motivation. They need to be empowered as well, inspired. They make mistakes. They're not, they're, they're not invincible. They go out, they're, they're doing a job. Their job is to play football. And people don't understand that they go and they're going to make mistakes as well. You don't go on your first day of job, you know, nobody and really understand exactly what to do and do a perfect job. So because they're in a spotlight and, you know, they get a lot of criticism if they, if they mess up. And that's something that people need to understand. They're humans and they have feelings and everything that we feel, they feel. So that's one of the things. I know you have a background in psychology and counseling, and I wanted to ask you, what do you think needs to be done to improve and increase mental health awareness among athletes? Well, I I think that that stigmatism around asking for help, something is wrong. Because I remember doing a study back when Sean was in college, and I always, you know, I've always been passionate about working with student athletes. And so when everybody's watching the game and, you know, excited about that and getting entertained, my first thought is always, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? Are they nervous? What's going on in their head? And now, especially with my son being in the NFL, I actually know what's going on. So, (laughs) you know, I, I know his feelings. I know what he He's telling me, I know what he's thinking after the game. I know what he's thinking during the game. So I did a study when he was in college and I asked probably about 15 student athletes and they were football players in, in particular that, you know, I asked them about that. Like how often, some of the questions, like how often do you, you know, need support and, you know, you're kind of scared to get the support. Like, do you ask for help? And, and a lot of them said, you know, they will never go into the student counseling center because they don't even want to be seen near the counseling center. I had Athletes tell me that they wouldn't t- talk to their coaches about it because they didn't want their coaches to think that they're weak you know, and maybe take them out of the game because their mind or their head is not in it. You know, so there was a lot of different answers that I got that was like really important to me to understand where they are. So it's really, really important because they're just like I said, we're they're all human. Athletes are human. And, you know, some people, unfortunately, is, is born with disorders and things like that that they need a special help with. And so. A lot of times being an athlete, it kind of masks that so they don't get an opportunity to deal with those issues because they're, you know, dealing with all these other things. And they go home and after the lights are turned off and the game is over and things like that, then this is when all these things come up. So I I think it's just really important to come up with a way to be able to have athletes. And and, and my, my idea is, you know, just doing things, even like phone calls, even, you know, I call them 15 minute mini vacation type things where I do what a lot of the players can call me and they can get a pep, you know, inspirational speech for 15 minutes on, hey, you know, you do better next time and this is okay. And don't worry about that and and all these things. And that just helps to let them know that I care, especially as a mother figure and that they're supported. Wow. I love that. I think mental health awareness is so pivotal, especially with everything that's going on right now with the COVID situation, social justice stuff, just things in our society. And I I feel like if we could destigmatize so that athletes don't have to feel fear in their lives to get help when they're depressed. Cause I know I've dealt with depression and it's not fun when you deal with it and being ashamed of it is even worse because you need to get Mm -hmm. the guidance and the the balance in your life. Mm -hmm. And as go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I was just to say that the public puts athletes on a pedestal and they think that they have all the answers to everything in their lives. And then you'll see behind that facade, people probably silently suffer from mental health issues, being depression or whatever the, the issue might be. And I feel like for optimal opportunities for our athletes, we need to take that stigma and, and you know, reduce it and do stuff, whatever possible, to empower people to embrace supporting our athletes when they have mm-hmm. issues and not 
creating negativity, like even with the Olympics, you know, the situations that we've seen there. And yeah. I feel it's important and pivotal. And I think your charity has a, a, a big role in possibly doing that kind of letting athletes know it's okay to let your hair down. It's okay to yeah. say you have stress and anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Do you think in the future, there will be more mental health awareness throughout the NFL? I know they have certain initiatives and they're trying to do certain things by having in May, it was mental health awareness month. And they had some athletes come out and talk about how they they've dealt with things. Do you feel yourself as a parent of an NFL player, someone who's involved in multiple aspects of not only the Buccaneers, but the NFL itself and just your charity. Do you think that there are changes on the way? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I think that, um, you know, they're they're doing a good job right now of, you know, bringing awareness to it because you have players out there that's not scared to talk about it anymore. You know, used to be kind of, you know, taboo, don't talk about it. But now there's players out there talking about it and they know that they need the help. So I think the NFL is, you know, is opening up and doing a good job with trying to find ways to to help. Um, one of the biggest things that, like I said, with with college students and things like that, it starts early, it starts in high school and it starts early when these issues rise. And I just think that, you know, for me with my program, and that's one of the things is to give them a safe place to be able to talk about these pressures, you know, that you can talk about these things. I mean, not in a counseling session or anything like that, but just getting, you know, inspired and motivated through just, you know, me being able to understand what they're going through because I've seen it and I've lived it. I think that's part of the puzzle. That's part of the equation that improving things is being aware of it. Yeah. And I I think it starts too with the small stuff. I mean, you naturally are not going to get you know, players to just walk in a counseling center, you know, but creating hotlines and creating, you know, things like that, where they can call, you know, just to start the process to just to be able to talk, you know, and say, Hey, I'm feeling some type of way. I just had a bad game, you know, because after an NFL player play in a game. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You can't believe what happens afterwards if they play a bad game. So it's all kind of things going on, which they don't, most of them don't pay attention to, but some of them do. So if you're looking at social media and you're listening to fans, you know, they're bipolar. One minute you're, you know, you're, you're the man and the next minute you're, you should go die or whatever. And so those are things that are really like, for players, that's hard, you know, to be able to live that rocky road every week is I'm up this week. If I play good or feeling like if I have a bad game, I have to hear this. Fans are going to be talking about me. And, and some players are not mentally strong. And that was one of the things that I made sure with my boys, that's what I work on constantly. And what my goal is with successful jocks is to make sure that mental toughness is important, you know, and to just to, to make sure that I'm coaching them with that. That's important and critical as well. Yes, absolutely. What role do you envision successful jocks playing with organizations like the NFL, NBA, and NHL, for example, in the future? Well, I mean, I I most definitely want to partner with them. I'm actually doing some stuff with the NFL. They're supporting me a little bit right now. But my goal is to, you know, partner with all sporting agencies because, um, you know, like I said, with the women behind the uniform, we are the mothers. We are the women, the grandmothers, aunts that you hear all the time when these players get drafted or you hear them get their college scholarships. They say, I want to thank my mom or my aunt or my grandma. And, you know, and I just want to make that awareness to, to all of these organizations that to invest in who's you know taking care of the product you want a good product you have to invest in in the women behind them and so I really want to do some partnerships I see everyone wants you know successful jocks really get out there and start making some ways we're doing some positive things right now but I, I see other organizations as far as the the other sporting organizations want to be a part of this because that's what it's about and yeah. it's inspiring motivating and empowering student athletes to be successful you know, in the game of life. So providing those resources and those tools and the support and who best to get that support from is the professional organizations. I would almost envision an expansion of support from the cradle to the grave for anyone who plays athletic sports so that they have that nonstop mechanism of support within their lives because of how challenging I can, I'm not an athlete, obviously, but I can only imagine an athlete who who deals with all the struggles inside themselves of of all the 
those things that affect all of us, but they do it in a quiet way. So I would exactly. think you can do to alleviate that is pivotal. Yeah. And the programs that I created are based off of, um, you know, the, the life of raising athletes. So, you know, the game of life, that's really near and dear to my heart. And it talks about those things that I know that my sons need or I saw other athletes go through. And that's life skills and, and education and nutrition and all of the things, financial literacy, especially now with the, NI, the N, you know, NIL letters and all of that, you know, now that these guys need to understand that, you know, how to find it, how to balance this, you know, balance your checkbook and, you know, manage money and things like that. So I think that, you know, with the programs that I have outlined, a lot of the players, even, you know, to the, to the NFL level, to the professional level, they can identify with those, the game of life. They can identify with the women behind the uniform of, you know, having a mom or a grandmother or somebody taking care of them. They can identify with the so many blessings because we have so many athletes that were, um, they, they got support from the community. You know, they got, you know, different things given to them through, you know, programs like that. So, yeah. What do you think in terms of when you work with other mothers of athletes, what do you, what do you do to help them understand the role that they could do to help their sons in the sport? Like, you know, improve and empower. Do you work with parents directly? I do. I I work with uh, the women behind the uniform on each level. Um, We're doing some things here in Tampa with some of the the Tampa Bay Youth Football League. So and also, you know, I'm a part of the NFL Moms Association. And so I'm I'm talking to moms. I'm the team mom, apparently liaison for the Buccaneers. So I'm talking to moms, you know, on different levels all the time. But one of the one things that I, I say to families in general is that if you see that your child has a passion, our job is to water that passion. And that, and, and as we water it and see them, you know, grow into what they're doing, then that's what helps them become who become successful. And, and with athletes in general, I always say, if you got to wake the child, if you got to wake your son up and tell him to get up to go to practice, then that's, it's not for him. He's supposed to want to be successful, get up and get his stuff together and get ready to go. Okay. So those are the things that I share is that you can tell a lot of parents want it for themselves and the kid doesn't want it. And so that's how you can determine whether it's your dream or if it's, especially with dads, is it your dream or is it your child's dream to be an athlete? And if it's your child's dream, you will see that passion. And then your job is to water it. If it's your dream, then you have to have that talk with yourself and make sure that and also have that talk with your child and make sure that if this is something that they're not passionate about as far as giving it their all, you know, to become a professional athlete, you have to eat, sleep, drink and whatever else, whatever sport that is to be great. And so you you, as a parent, we know that we see that within our kids. You know, that's so interesting you say that because the level of sacrifice required. Yes. For anyone who participates as an athlete in, in a professional sport, it's all encompassing. Yes. And so the more you can support the endeavors of those individuals, the better it's going to be for everyone involved, families, the team, the mm-hmm. community, yes. the, everything. I think that's so, so such a critical link. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What is the goal of the So Many Blessings program? And how often is it compared to SMB? <laughs> well, actually... The So Many Blessings program was named after SMB. So it is his initials, SMB, So Many Blessings. And that program came about once he got drafted. I added that program to Successful Jocks, the, the, the nonprofit. And it's always been in my heart. I've always been a blessing to everyone. You know, I love to give back. I love to volunteer, whatever it is. If I, you know, if I can give, I, you know, I, I'm, I have no problem doing so. So that came about being, I know that we were blessed. My family was blessed and uh, we were blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. And so we're, we're, we have to, you know, with this, it's bigger than football. So because we were blessed, you know, our job is to spread so many blessings. And that's what the So Many Blessings program is about, being a blessing to others. What's your favorite thing about successful jocks right now as a CEO and founder of it that you feel so much pride that when you think about it, you'll smile from cheek to cheek and you'll just feel this 
Amazing. I am, I, I am actually proud of everything that Successful Jocks, you know, ha- stands for because this has been my life. This is what, you know, I dreamed of is being able to, you know, being a licensed professional counselor. I didn't like being on the other side of the desk diagnosing kids with disorders and things like that that they had nothing to do with, really. And so my dream was always I was always around sports. I was raised with brothers who play sports. My dream was to be in this position that I'm in right now to be able to inspire, motivate, and empower athletes. And I'm doing that on all levels from little league on up to professional. And this has been my life. I've been a team mom for my son got drafted in 2019. I was a team. That was my 19th year of being a sports mom. And so just to see everything that I've done and with my kids, And now I'm able to do that with kids in the community and communicate with, you know, professional athletes. And I I think my ultimate right now is adding the successful jocks ambassadors to our program and just seeing how these guys are responding to me and saying, yes, yes, I want to be a part. How can I help? How can I help? So obviously I'm doing something good. And that makes me feel really good when I can see that they see the things that I'm doing, the programs that I have and what I'm doing in the community um, is something that's near and dear to their heart as well. So I'm doing something good. I will say this. The words you use are empowering by themselves, successful, all the different things. And I believe positive mindset is so critical. Yes. And yes. The, the glass is half full instead of half empty. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot to help people envision the best experiences for themselves and the best yeah. outcomes, even when things get challenging and when you deal with op, you know, obstacles. And I wanted to ask you, what, is, what do you do when you deal with a, cha- a challenging situation in your life? How do you find the strength inside yourself to persevere? Well, the shrimps, my strength comes from God, you know, first and foremost, I have to pray about it and I pray every day and, you know, and uh, that's what, you know, my footsteps are ordered. I truly believe that and I have to pray and then I have to listen and I'm, I'm one that obeys and I listen to God and I obey. So that's whenever I go through some things and I, um, I make sure that I know the Bible quotes that help me, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, and all those things. I will say those things to myself and, you know, to inspire myself with, with that using, using God. So that's, that's the most important thing with me is that I'm where I am today because of my faith. And I, and I just truly believe that everything works for the good of, for God. And so I, I, I live by that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. How can the win-win program improve the lives of student athletes in college? The win-win program, um, and, and that program, just to give you a background of that, it started with Sean wanting to be hold himself accountable for, you know, working hard. He was an underdog to get to the NFL, and uh, he wanted to make sure that when he got here, that he still worked hard to continue to to keep his his footing in, in the NFL. And so he put that together, and he says, "Hey, for every interception, for everything, you know, performance based, what I do, I want to give back." And we can create a scholarship program. And so it kind of, it started with that. And it also kind of had my twist on it when I saw so many players out there in high school and things like that in college that never made it to the next level, but worked just as hard as everyone else. And so I wanted to. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Make sure that those kids felt special as well. So if you didn't get a you know, Division One scholarship or you didn't get an opportunity to go to the next level with a scholarship, we wanted to, you know, make sure that you knew that you were special and that you worked really hard and that you're deserving of something as well. So Sean is working hard. And now that I have these other guys aboard, we're going to be doing some more, you know, scholarships and things like that. So they're working hard out there to make sure they're inspiring other student athletes to continue to work hard, whether whether or not you make it to the next level and college level or the NFL, but continue to work hard to be successful in whatever it is that you're trying to do in life. So that's how that program came about. And it's a win-win for all of us. So that's how the rain came. I was looking at one of your press releases. I know you can't see it much. I was looking at it. 
uh-huh. $10,000 awarded in scholarships to local college bound high school athletes in Tampa. And you're, you know, you're, you're walking the walk. You're not just aspirational. I love that, that you can directly help students in need with $5,000 scholarships for two students. Yes. How, yes. How we, we actually, yeah, we actually did two here in Tampa and we did two back in his, his high school in Michigan. Okay. So we gave, we did 20,000. Yes. Congratulations. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. How did you uh, raise the money for the scholarships? Um, actually the 10,000 was donated from Sean from his interceptions. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so he did interceptions and past deflections. Um, that money was donated from him and then the Buccaneers actually matched it. So that's how we got 20. Wow. And four students benefit from that. Yes. And our, and our goal is to continue. Yeah. And our goal is to do it every year. So our goal is to ultimately pay for their, you know, college education. So our, we're, we're, you know, we're following them. I keep close tabs on them. You know, I talk to them all the time and they're letting me know how, how it's going and everything with school, going back to school now and everything. So our goal is to make sure that we're, you know, inspiring, motivating, empowering them throughout the year. And every year we're going to continue to, if, if they meet the qualifications, we're going to continue to give them the funds until they graduate. And in reference to what you're doing right now with everything with these different programs, I know you mentioned the ambassador program. Can you explain that to our audience a little so they're aware of it? Okay. So the, actually the ambassador program is just rolling out. It's just, you know, started this week. We're actually going to be doing a press release in a couple of weeks or whatever, right before the season, maybe next week. Oh, wow. But yeah. So, you know, we, I thought about how we can make a real difference utilizing athletes that do not have charities of them, on them for themselves. And so Sean and I was having a conversation about it and he's been the face of successful jocks since, you know, we, I started it or whatever. And so, you know, we're, I love to help everyone else. So that's my goal is to inspire, motivate, and empower. And so I'm like, okay, so what about the guys that don't have charities? And Sean was like, yeah, a bunch of the young players on our team, you know, especially the DB Corps, they don't have charities and be a good idea to try to get them under one umbrella, you know, so you can help them because he's always mine. Can you help this person? Can you help that person? And so I said, yeah, that would be a good idea. So we actually had the conversation with them. I had a conversation with their moms and, and they were like, oh my God, that is a wonderful idea. Let's, let's roll this out. So I pretty much had six or seven guys already like, yes, I want to do it. I want to do it. And then the more that I talked to people and I was talking to different agents, I talked to Sean's agent about it. Hey, this is what I'm doing. He's like, oh my God, there's a need for this. There are so many young guys that's not a part of a charity and it's hard to start a charity and, and run a charity, especially when you just get in a league. So then he started connecting me to other guys. And I mean, now, I mean, I have the Buccaneers, I have players from other, I have a couple chiefs, I have players from everywhere calling me. I mean, every day I'm getting calls. And so we're, you know, we're going to roll it out. And, and what we're doing is just trying to have a, have a family, do a charity under one big family and to be able to do events with an umbrella of, of players instead of one player. And so it did make a big difference. You know, when it's a, a group of players together, will make a big difference. And so that's what we're trying to do, make a huge difference in the communities, not only in the community of here in Tampa, but we're also going to be doing things in each player's hometown. So where if they want something for their, their college or in their college town, we're going to be doing some things there. And uh, same thing here, high schools and things like that. So just getting together under one umbrella to make sure that we're making a big difference, a huge difference. And that's just a unified message, a yes. positivity for the public yes. and for aspiring yes. athletes. So that's that's a win-win for everybody. Yes. It, it is. And then who else, who else to better to inspire student athletes or youth than professional athletes? And so we're also opening it up to college athletes as well, because we have a bunch of these high profile college athletes that's now signing all these NIL letters. And the biggest thing is to help them understand what charity is, what giving back it and to connect them with a charity and teaching them about philanthropy and importance of giving back. You know, and so that's what a lot of them don't know. They don't they don't have a clue. And so this is that was the most important part is connecting them under this umbrella so they can see the good that we're doing in the community and want to be able to do good in the community to inspire others to do good and also to inspire the young people that's watching them. Keep in mind, too, when you're doing that, it's pay it forward, right? Yes. Anytime you do pay it forward, it becomes contagious in a good way. Absolutely. You're creating so many abundant opportunities for people, not only the athletes to feel that extra connection outside their sport, but then also the people who are the beneficiaries of it. And so that's a huge win-win. I'll tell you this. 
as we're talking, I pick up stuff as a psychic. I'm a lawyer and a psychic, but I'm going to tell you something. As we're talking, I feel like you're going to have liaisons in all the teams eventually. Yeah. I would be surprised if successful jocks isn't across the entire NFL. It, it will be. It's that's successful what I see. Jocks is going to be branded. Successful jocks is trademark right now. Is brand I'm branding it. It's going to be, you know, we're we're getting, you know, women under it, you know, WNBA and you know, it's going to be sports, all sports. I'm I'm gonna have successful jocks in all sports. And we're gonna you gonna be one big family to make sure that we're making a difference in the community and it's bigger than whatever it is sports that they're playing. And I also wouldn't doubt if you do a conference or something, some type of convention in the future, like on an off season where you have athletes involved and you have aspiring people and the media and all that. I can see that something else for you next year sometime. Yes. I throw that into my interviews on absolutely. occasion. Pick up absolutely. Stuff. Absolutely. I see successful jocks. The sky's the limit for us. I'm that I'm that type. I'm just that that person that I never give up and I believe that I can do all things. So <laughs> successful jocks is going, you know, where I'm taking it as far as I can take it. And you're a very proud mom. I am. <laughs> Super Bowl mom, right? I am. Of the I team and of proud. your son. Yes, I have a new title. My my title used to be Proud Mom. Now my title is Proud Super Bowl Champion Mom. <laughs> I mean, I love living in Tampa. Every team we have is a champion team right now. Yes, yes. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful Absolutely. Thing. I want to ask, how can our audience get involved in successful jocks? How would how would you recommend? Let's just say no one's let's say someone's not an athlete, but they're listening to our broadcast right now and they are really inspired by what you're doing and they want to get involved. How would you direct them to get involved? Well, I mean, first and foremost, spreading the word, you know, is you know, social media right now. That's what we're trying to do is build up our followers and things like that, where people can see what we're doing out in the community. You know, if you follow us, you'll see us posting what we're doing. You know, I just did a birthday celebration for a kid, a 13 year old kid uh, last week. Actually, I had people calling me like, you're not at the Houston game. I'm like, no, I'm in Tampa. I actually have a birthday party. I partner with Celebrate Birthdays who go around in Tampa and celebrate birthdays for kids in foster care. And they had a special fan who was turning 13 that was a Buccaneers fan and so we surprised him with you know a Sean Murphy Bunting jersey and some signed autograph stuff and things like that so pretty much that's what I want people to do is just you know make sure that they're spreading the word tweeting retweeting following us on social media you know if you can support in any way with you know purchasing the, the merchandise I just I'm starting a branded you know a branded line of clothes so we have the first shirts up there and you have it on um, but we also have you know some other shirts that's going to be you know put on the website and the proceeds goes back to our program so that's most important right now. We're just trying to get awareness out there and just get people to support, you know, our mission. I love that. I think it's just amazing when you can have so much come from one aspect of a charity or a nonprofit, all the work you can do, and it builds into life experience from you, creating so many positive opportunities for, for countless others. Yes. And that's got to be something you're very proud of, even though you keep working and you're diligent and you work hard. Yes. And your reputation is for such, I have to feel that you have to have so much satisfaction and just purpose. And I think when we have meaning and purpose in our lives, I feel like it gives us something that money can't give you, something that the reward and the internal positive aspects of things. And that's yes. what I think you're representing with what you're doing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, and absolutely. I thank you for being involved and in doing all these things in our community and for our, our team. Uh, it's very powerful. And you speak by example. That's that's huge. Yeah. I um I want to ask you, can uh-huh. you tell us about your college tech your college tech essay contest for successful jobs? Okay, the college tech essay contest actually was sponsored this year by Aptiv and it still it all result it, it it came from Sean you know giving back to successful jocks and they actually matched what he gave back which was ten thousand dollars so they matched it with you know ten thousand and they wanted to put it toward that program and so once again I want to make sure that athletes are held accountable as well and so I don't I want them to understand that everything that they get is not given to them so I created the essay contest so that they can 
do something, to win something, not just get something. And so, and it was important to me to, you know, ask questions about, you know, what does it, you know, what does it take to, you know, become a successful jock? Or what does that mean to you? What does success mean? And things like that, because I wanted to hear, I wanted to make sure that they understood what success mean and how, what it, what it took to get there. And so that's how that program came about. Um, this year was a little struggle for us though. You know, we put it out there. We didn't get the responses as much as we wanted. I think I awarded, uh, the first time, uh, awarded what four kids, I think here in Tampa and with an A1 laptops. And so we put it out there again because I, I pretty much had like 10 laptops that I need to, to give out. And uh, so I put it out there again and, and the responses wasn't as great. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out right now how to uh, restructure that program because I still want to be lessened in that area to provide, you know, technology tools to our youth. So we're, we're working behind the scenes right now and trying to figure out a, a better way to get that out there. I love that. I want to ask you this. When you're looking at successful jocks, where do you see it expanding? I know we talked a little about all the teams and these different venues and opportunities. What other programs do you envision in the future that you haven't had a chance to do yet that you'd like to share with our audience and some ideas? Well, one, one of the one of the programs that you know we have in the near future is that we're going to be doing these things called lunch lockers. And so we're going to be, my goal is to have a lunch locker individually where we're giving snacks and Gatorade and whatever, whoever else I partner with Nestle, and, you know, Carnation or whatever it is in these lunch lockers. And we'll be, you know, out spread giving these out to the youth and in different camps and things like that. But the ultimate goal is to be able to have a lunch locker in each one of the players of my ambassadors, each one of their schools high schools or whatever, we'll have a lunch locker in there and where it's for athletes to be able to go and have, get a snack before, you know, they get out of school and before they go to practice or in the morning or things like that. So really want to tackle that hunger because there's a lot of kids out there that that's an issue for them. And so, especially athletes, I remember several times, and like I said, a lot of this actually is a reminder or it comes from the experiences that I had. So I remember several times raising four athletes that I would get calls from, you know, they just getting out of school and they're on their way out on the practice field. And they're like, can you bring me some food up here? I'm hungry. I'm starving. So I have to stop what I'm doing to take them some food. So that was one of the things that I wanted. And, you know, and I was able to do that. So there's a lot of parents and a lot of kids that, you know, can't make that phone call. And so that was that's one of my goals is to be able to do that initiative to make sure that we have lunch lockers in each school or many schools, you know, as first for athletes to be able to, uh, to, 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 you know, have a snack or have something to eat before they go to practice. How do you see the challenges that Sean's faced as an athlete? Right. How do you view that in the prism of where you are now where he's in the NFL? But how has that shaped where you want to offer guidance to other aspiring athletes and their families from what you guys went through, where you had to be that, that catalyst for him, that wind beneath his wings kind of thing. Well, I mean, like I said earlier, when you see that your child is passionate about something, you have to water that passion. Um, you have to sacrifice. You know, I sacrificed so much as a mother raising four sons and pretty much a single mother during the time. And I, it, it's a sacrifice. And, you know, I looked at it as, I knew that I could not afford college for four kids and I didn't want them to go in debt, getting student loans and things like that. And I knew that they were great in sports. And so because of that, that was like my bank account, you know, so I had to invest in that instead of dropping thousands of dollars in a savings account for them to go to college. I dropped money in my gas tank to take them to practice, <laughs> you know, or I paid for whatever cap it was or things like that. To, and, and just kept, you know, watering their passion. So, you know, for parents, I just, it's, it's not easy. And you have to believe in your child before anyone will believe in them. That was the one thing that was one of the issues that um, we faced is that, you know, nobody really believed in him. He was an underdog. And I heard that from, especially going into, you know, coming out of high school with no offers and things like that. And, and then going into college and leaving college early, there was so many different things that I heard, like, oh, he's not going to get drafted and he's coming from a small school. And why are you letting him do this? And, you know, school is most important. And all of these other things that, you know, could have got me to say, you know what, you're right, stay in school, you know, this, this and this. And 
So, but I didn't, I believed in him and it was something that I instilled in them all their lives and herself. And that's most important and, um, and never settle for less. And, and so those things helped me help him, you know, develop the confidence that he need to continue to believe in himself and just seeing me and hearing me, you know, motivate him and telling him these things all the time. So I, I would say that to, you know, to parents always believe in your child. Even when you heard, there were so many meetings that I heard in little league meetings on up to high school, middle school that, the coaches in there talking, you know, to the first day of, of a parent meeting and they're like, nobody in here is going to the NFL. So, you know, make sure you have fun and all of this. And I would be that parent under kicking my son under the table, like um, that. He's not talking about you, not you, not you, you're going, you know? And so those were, and, and now I, I talk to these coaches and they're laughing at me, you know, and I'm saying, Hey, you know, that's something, that's a message that you should not tell a kid. Cause you never know, you know, because my son is living it, you know? So have you ever woken up one day and pinch yourself and like, this is reality. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yes, I've, I've done that. I mean, I, to see my son when he, when he left central Michigan as a junior, he had nine interceptions and I laugh and I tell everybody, I still do this to this day. And I'm and whenever I'm in the stands of a game, you know, I'm walking up and down the stands and I'm praying and I'm telling, talking to God and I'm joking with God. And I'm saying, Hey, don't you want an interception today? You know, you know, <laughs> go get you an interception. You know, I, I say jokes like that. And so when he left central Michigan with nine interceptions in three years, actually two and a half, two seasons, two and a half seasons. And he got to the NFL. And at this point right now, he has seven interceptions in the NFL. So 15 interceptions in the last, um, actually 16, you know, in the last three years, four years, it's like, that's when I really, I'm like, this is truly a blessing. This is when I pinch myself, you know, last year when he got interception after interception after interception in the playoffs, that's when I started getting nervous. I'm like, okay. Do you ever get nervous before the games? (laughs) This is like, yeah, this is, this is for real. This is a black game on. This is where I need to pinch myself and say, you know, is this really happening? So, um, but I know that, you know, I, I keep him humble and I'm humble. That's the biggest thing. I know that it's truly a blessing It's bigger than football. And I know that God is shining, illuminating us for a bit, a bit bigger purpose, not about the interceptions and things like that. So that's where I pinch myself at. So when yeah. you, uh, when you came to Tampa, what was your impression being in Tampa compared to living up in Michigan? Oh, I fell in love with Tampa. Okay. I came here for college and I never left. So oh my God. You know, in 2019, I still lived in Michigan, but I came to every game. So every weekend I was flying in and out. And I mean, literally, when I land back in Michigan and I lift up that shade and I look out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not really like coming back to this. But at the time, my son was in the eighth grade. My youngest son was in the eighth grade, and he's like, I don't want to switch schools, eighth grade. Then I gotta turn around and switch again, ninth grade, you know. So I'm like, okay, we'll stick it out. And then COVID hit, which was, so then we, we had online school. So I'm like, okay, now is the time to move. So we actually moved here in October and it's been great. I love Florida. You know, I've been back to Michigan like twice this year. And both times I said, you have to be kidding me. April (laughs) back and it was three feet of snow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. You have to be kidding me. And then I went back Memorial Day weekend and it was 40 degrees. And I couldn't, I went back to give the, the Royal Day is like, what? Yeah, I went to give the scholarships to the two kids in Michigan. And I mean, literally I, I had to go buy a coat. I'm like, we were supposed to present them on the football field. And we had to go indoors to do it in the gym because it was literally 45 degrees. And I said, okay, this is telling me not to come back. <laughs> April 1st is snow and May 30th is, uh, we're 45 degrees. I'm like, no, you know, so I'm not rushing to go back. The more you're down here, the more you'll they'll grow on you and you'll just love this. Area. I've been here 20 something years since college. Yeah, yeah. Tampa and just fell in love with it from New Jersey and just never went back. So yeah. I, can, I can tell you that. I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. You're a spirit animal. Which spirit animal would you be and why? And I'll, I'll explain what I mean by this, because I feel like you're a very spiritual person. I am. So I always say owl and I even have a little owl <laughs> because I have two parrots and I'm all about wisdom and I, I love to have the opportunity to look beyond the immediacy of right now to envision things in the long term. And so that's why I pick owl. Okay. That was a spirit animal. I mean, I, I love all animals. I'm a nature girl. Okay. So it. it's <laughs> hard too. for me to pick just one, but I would say probably a dolphin. You okay. know, yeah. because I love water for one. 
I love to, you know, when I see dolphins, which actually I was in LA last week. And I mean, I literally saw four dolphins jump out of the water, like wow. literally, like I was at SeaWorld. And so, you know, I, I, when I see dolphins, I see God, I see nature, I see water. And so that just connects me. It makes me feel closer to God when I see his beauty and I call it his beauty. And so I think like the playful nature, peaceful, and they're fun and they're just, their family oriented is always together, you know, in a family. And, and I, and so I would say, I would say a dolphin. I love that. I love that. Who's been the most influential person in your life and why? I would say my mom, my mom, and and she's, you know, smiling down from heaven. She was my everything. You know, she taught me how to do everything to be a well-rounded person. You know, she taught me that you treat everyone with respect, you know, no matter what she would always say, I don't care if it's a homeless person on the street, you always speak because you could fall out right in front of that homeless person. And that would be the person giving you mouth to mouth, you know, restitution, what, you know, the word I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, um, and so she said, you would always speak, always be polite, always say good morning. You know, so the values and the things that she taught me was just something that, you know, continue to live with me. And I'm, I'm sharing those things and I'm raising my boys to be the same way is to be respectful and to be best people that they can be. And so it's, it goes beyond whatever it is that their profession is, is what do you have in your heart? So I would say my mind. That's, I mean, she's probably one of the most influential people and she's probably the core values that you're instilling on everyone else. Yes, absolutely. I, mean, I can see that very yeah. easily. Very. Yeah. I'll say this. I had a premonition, you know, when the lightning won the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. I went for a walk and I had a premonition that the Bucks are winning again this year. They are. So <laughs> I, I had that premonition last year, okay? <laughs> They're That's going back. That yeah. it's going to be a two-year and maybe who knows what else. But I, I, I'm excited to see the upcoming season. And I think what you're doing with successful jocks is just so pivotal to everything that our athletes need, our future aspiring athletes need, athletes need, and the family is supporting them. And I think everything you're doing right now is so pivotal and important. I keep repeating the same word because I'm excited, but I think what you're doing right now is just so instrumental in helping in so many ways, the future of our athletic uh, teams, the, the individuals, and everyone supporting them. And I thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your You're message welcome. and your positive embrace of working with one another and just working together, collaborating. I think it's so important. And I think your message, I, I, I align with it hundred percent. And I encourage my audience to contact you, support you, do whatever we can. Thank you. Because of how important it is. Yeah. Everything. It is you're doing right now. And I, I will open up as well to tell you that anytime you ever want to come back to promote successful jocks, I always okay. tell my guests, I have an open platform for you. So if you have something you want to promote to my audience, I'm an open door. Okay. Well, thank you. I mean, this is, thank you for having me. This is something that I'm passionate about. Like I said, this is a roadmap of my life and uh, oh, I've lived it and coming from, you know, educationally being a licensed professional counselor, I know that it's important and just living it right now, seeing things that, you know, NFL players go through right now is no different than what they went through when they were little league and middle school and high school and things like that. You know, just because they make it to the top, to the, to the highest level doesn't mean that they need, don't need the support and to utilize them to help others and bring other athletes and youth in general. You know, our so many blessings program is open to just youth in the, in the community. So just to be a blessing and be able to mentor and inspire and empower those guys is, or those kids is just, just amazing. And, you know, so it's a win-win to be able to use these guys and to help, help them, you know, reach down and pick somebody else up the same way with myself, you know, the struggles and things that I went through raising athletes. I want to be able to make sure that women don't go through the women that's raising athletes understand because it's it's a small world when it comes to that. We're in a unique situation and people on the outside, they have no idea what it's like. Absolutely. I just want to thank Kim for coming on the show today and sharing her message of positive empowerment. It's just so critical. Successful jocks and the women behind the uniform. I encourage everyone in my audience to support successful jocks, support Kim Murphy. Everything that this program uh, that this charity is about, I feel is so positive and such a strong message coming from a single parent family myself and understanding the struggles that individuals go through when you are in these kind of situations. I think it's so pivotal to have support our society. It does take a village. It takes a village of everybody. 
And I believe that what Kim's doing with successful jocks and the women behind a uniform is she's an architect. She's laying down the framework to let so many people benefit in the future from her efforts. And I am just so excited that we can have this message shared on our platform and our audience. And every time you are struggling with something, think to yourself, what can you do to change your situation? How can you empower others? What does success mean to you? And what would you do to help someone else become successful? Check these things out, think, think critically about them. And when you're in doubt about a situation, always know it gets better. It's like turbulence on an airplane. Nothing is gonna be negative forever. Stay positive, because when you're positive, anything's possible. I'm gonna have all this information in our show notes, and I look forward to having each of you reach out to Kim and support Successful Jocks. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum, restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric acid. Electric acid.